This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Folks, I'm sitting down here in the basement in my studio, and uh, all I can smell is the delicious Polish chicken schnitzel that my uh, wife is cooking upstairs. She is so pregnant, her belly looks like it's about to burst open. But every night, we cook these gourmet meals, and uh, usually we cook together. If not, I'll cook or she'll cook. But tonight, she is cooking because our doula is coming over for a meeting. Final inspection of the house, as I told you, we're doing a home birth. So our doula is coming over to inspect the house, and then the midwife is coming over on Monday to do a final inspection because the baby is coming any day ladies and gentlemen so i'm down here my stomach now is just growling and i'm going i want that food but i have to finish up this episode and then i have to record the nugget and then i've got to edit that stuff but at least i know there is some amazing polish food waiting for me upstairs ladies and gentlemen with some big fat organic chicken breast we bought from the butcher that we get a lot of our meat products from ladies and gentlemen all right i have this up here and i'm going to read from this uh this is going to be a very important document in our study into transhumanism that i'm going to slowly delve into over the next several episodes and mix it in with other content because it can get kind of heavy and kind of dark and so i don't want to basically freak you out so much although halloween is on the way uh, i don't want to freak you out and i don't want to black pill you to the point where you want to jump off a bridge i just need to make you aware of what's going on and this fits into context with what we just read about published in forbes in 2017 all of these transhumanist technologies that are going to be rolled out uh back then over the next 13 years now over the next eight years, some of which we're already seeing, and with Dr. James Giordano speaking to the uh, the West Point Military Academy in 2018, talking about all of this transhumanist technology. So it's important to always now sandwich in here and put into context what transhumanism is and uh, I've told you a little bit about its history. We're going to do a lot more of that in the future. But let me read from this. It says, abstract, transhumanism is a, quote, techno-progressive, end quote, socio-political and intellectual movement that advocates for the use of technology in order to transform the human organism radically with the ultimate goal of becoming, quote, post-human end quote i've explained to you this before we've gone through this with some other literature that we've read on uh, transhumanism and post-humanism which i call anti-humanism 
It's the end of humanity. And that is where I've come up with this idea of engineering humanity out of existence. So spread that around there, folks. The goal is to engineer humanity out of existence. It goes on to say, to this end, transhumanists focus on and encourage the use of new and emerging technologies, such as genetic engineering and brain-machine interfaces. In support of their vision for humanity and as a way of reassuring those, quote, bioconservatives, end quote, who may balk at the radical nature of that vision, transhumanists claim common ground with a number of esteemed thinkers and traditions, from the ancient philosophy of Plato and Aristotle to the postmodern philosophy of Nietzsche. Now, so what, what we would be called in this uh, author's terms, people that are against this idea of transhumanism, uh, bioconservatives, all right? And so we know political conservatism is basically dead, and the way that this is moving is that bioconservatism will be dead, because ultimately, at the end of the day, I would venture to guess only 1% or less of the population actually even know about transhumanism maybe have only even heard the word transhumanism when i started to analyze this uh niche this space of people like yourselves like me that are interested in transhumanism and technocracy and trying to understand what the scientists and engineers are up to and these frankenstein doctors are working on I started to look at people like Allison McDowell, Whitney Webb, other people that I listened to, and I was able to basically come up with a rough estimate, at least here in the United States or people that speak English, that there are only about two to 300,000 people that consume this type of content. And so I've covered politics, I've covered scams and schemes, I've covered conservatism, border issues and stuff for many years throughout my career in various ways. Uh, and, and I was always interested in technocracy and transhumanism, but I never worked on a show or produced a show that really talked about it. And it wasn't until COVID Land, the high school theater production, that I think people started to become more interested in this. But again, I think it's only two to 300,000 people, which isn't very many. And so I said, well, a lot of these folks only do one podcast per week. Or they'll do such a deep dive into one topic, they'll get stuck on it for three months, they'll spend a whole year writing a book about it, and in the end, they've only tackled one particular thing. So part of my strategy in how I wanted to teach about this stuff as I continued to research and learn more about it for myself is that I needed to get to the point where I'm doing seven shows a week, two hours a day. And I, and I really want to do more than that. And so I figure if there's people that are really interested in this and I'm willing to talk about it in layman's terms and try to explain it to people so they fully understand it, that people would come over to me because I'm going to put more information out there than others on this topic and I could really fill in the gaps that some of the bigger podcasters miss and so if you know people out there who want to learn about this and understand it please send them over to us folks let them know we exist and i know right now it's just basically audio podcast form and if you want the video you could join pain.tv slash gold for the ad free video version but i am eventually going to be working with someone who's going to start putting this stuff into articles and in other forms of media 
But I think this is very important. So I'm saying if there's only two to 300,000 people that understand this, there isn't even a base of bioconservatives at this point, or I would call them pro-humans, because the vast majority, over 99% of people in the English-speaking world don't even know what transhumanism, anti-humanism is. And so to fight this, we would have to build a coalition of people that actually support humanity, that are willing to cast their differences aside with other humans, not to fight over race, ethnicity, religion, and other things, and make their focus on saving and preserving humanity itself. Because the people that we're up against are actually anti-human. They are post-human, as you will see by this uh, illustrated in this fantastic piece. All right, let's continue. It is crucially important to give proper scholarly attention to transhumanism now. Again, this is back in 2017. Not only because of its recent and ongoing rise as a cultural and political force and the uh, and potential ramifications for bioethical discourse and public policy. But because of the imminence of major breakthroughs in the kinds of technologies that transhumanism focuses on. Thus, the articles in this issue, the Journal of Medicine and Philosophy, are either explicitly about transhumanism or are on topics such as the ethics of germline engineering and criteria for personhood that are directly relevant to the debate between transhumanists and techno-progressives more broadly and bioconservatives. Okay, so they're talking about the transhumanists fall into the category of the techno-progressives, and it's against the bioconservatives, people like you and I, that don't believe we should be tampering with humanity, nor do we want to see humanity engineered out of existence. So the reason why I'm bringing up this paper is there's going to be a lot of stuff we learn from it, but it's also the beginning of helping us shape some of the arguments, some of the narratives on our side, how we explain this, how we make our case. If we were organizing a political movement, how uh, that would work, what it would look like. Um, hold on one second, folks, because I'm going to have an issue reading this because there is a button in the way here hold on one second ladies and gentlemen this is going to be quite irritating all right so here we go i got it out of the way folks so the um, article is going to look a little bit funny to you in the video audience i think no it looks okay all right Let's continue here. So it says, introduction. Transhumanism is an intellectual and sociopolitical movement that is concerned with a cluster of issues in bioethics, in particular issues involving the use of technology to transform the human organism radically. The core of transhumanism is to encourage the use of biotransformative technologies in order to, quote, enhance, end quote, the human organism, with the ultimate aim being to modify the human organism so radically as to, quote, overcome fundamental human limitations, end quote, and thereby the, quote, human, end quote, as such. In other words, to use transhumanist terminology, their fundamental goal is to become, quote, post-human. All right? 
I, I mean, do you grasp this? I mean, I think this person did a fantastic job. Now, I don't know where they fall on this spectrum between what they call the uh, the transhumanists or the uh, techno-progressives versus the bioconservatives. But uh, you are going to learn a lot from this. I did. I think it's a fascinating discussion, a really good research paper. But let me just read that part once again, because I think this is key. The core of transhumanism is to encourage the use of biotransformative technologies, all right, to enhance the human organism with the ultimate aim being to modify the human organism so radically as to overcome fundamental human limitations, all right? To overcome fundamental human limitations. Now, I already explained to you in layman's terms from my own thoughts and opinions that the idea behind this is that the scientists and the engineers will continue to find problems and they'll always be trying to fix these problems and the problems will never end. The problems will never end. They will always find something that they find inferior about the human something that is inefficient something that is not streamlined and so the engineers will continue to try to perfect humanity to the point in which they come up with the idea that humans are so inefficient that they just need to engineer humans out of existence and replace them with a new species that they build in a synthetic womb or artificial intelligence or a robot or with the three combined. And so that's what this person is saying here, that the ultimate aim being to modify the human organism so radically as to overcome fundamental human limitations. And they will never be happy with this, folks. This is why I'm working on another series where I'm going to show you old world progressivism. Saul Alinsky, who wrote Rules for Radicals, and his theory behind pushing his community organizers to the point in which they basically eat themselves alive humans just destroy themselves and so there's a lot of this old world progressivism embedded inside transhumanism except it's moved from cultural issues political issues to the human being itself it says right here okay and thereby the human as such so it goes on in other words okay to use transhumanist terminology their fundamental goal is to become post-human after human no more human they want human beings out of the equation ladies and gentlemen i don't want you out of the equation but i want you out of my way for a couple of minutes while i take a break and get a sip of tea ladies and gentlemen when i come back we'll continue dissecting this fantastic paper ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain tv slash gold come over there and join us folks come over and join us at pain.tv slash gold 
In the coming weeks, folks, I'm going to be starting to do some uh, premium content and some live streaming discussions where you folks can call into the show. I'm almost done getting that worked out. I'm going to talk to Mike more about it, the commander of pain.tv slash gold, and we're going to talk about how to get this done, folks, because I want to start having conversations with you guys and do call-ins and everything else. I need to make this a little bit more engaging for me, or I'm going to go crazy over here in the basement. All right, let's continue with this, because this is just very important on understanding the sort of ideology behind this push to end humanity in a very roundabout way they could just nuke us and kill us but instead they want to somehow engineer us out of existence it says according to transhumanists a quote transhuman end quote is a quote transitional human end quote who aims at becoming post-human and takes appropriate steps for example technological enhancement Now, let me just say, before I continue with that, think about this in terms of the transgender, right? Well, we all know, rational people understand, that getting plastic surgery, uh, genital modification surgery, or, you know, cutting off your breasts, or cutting off, uh, if you're a gentleman, cutting off your Johnson, does not turn you into the opposite sex, nor does taking hormone treatments to do so, nor does walking around with a high-pitched voice or having all your facial hair laser removed. It's just plastic surgery. And so as you see with the majority of these folks out there, if they really were born as a man physically, but they believe they're a woman, and they transition over to a woman or in their mind a woman through plastic surgery and hormone injections why do they then want to be called a trans woman or a trans man so they're in a transitional state all that part all that movement i'm 100 percent convinced and if you're out there and you're wanting hey you know what do your thing but i'm saying that i believe that entire movement was orchestrated uh, by the transhumanist movement, and it's a step in normalizing and desensitizing people to body modification. All right? So they are in this transitional state from man to woman, although they can never become the opposite sex. They just can't. It's just scientifically impossible. So they are in a transitional state, why they call themselves a trans man. So you're a woman who then has something sewn on, and now you say you're a trans man because you're in a transitional state. You're no longer a woman. I mean, at least you don't believe you are. You hacked up your body. And so they end up in this transitional state. As the transhumans believe, they are going to be a transitional human. As it says, who aims at becoming a post-human and takes appropriate steps, for example, technological enhancement, toward that end. Whereas a, quote, post-human, end quote, the ideal for and goal of transhumanists is a being so radically different in physical, cognitive, and emotional capacities from normal or current humans as to be no longer unambiguously human. All right, so they don't want to be human. They're trying to transform themselves into some sort of an alien being. So maybe the thing is, is that Ray Kurzweil, Peter Thiel, Elon Musk, and the rest of the gang actually hate themselves. Therefore, we should tell them, hey, 
go hack yourself up. Go get some plastic surgery. More power to you. We don't want to be part of this. But you have to ask yourself why they are trying to push this technology on everyone why are they trying to mind control everyone why are they trying to push everyone into the metaverse i guess the answer folks is that misery loves company as i told you about people like james giordano the way i see them is that they believe that the rest of us are going to come attack them and therefore they have to preemptively strike against us and so either they have to make us conform to their transhumanist ideology or they have to get rid of us because we are some kind of threat to them folks it's these people are messed up in the head they're messed up in the head but the crazy part is they have power they have control uh you know why because people that want power and control over others will end up with power and control over others. The rest of us who don't seek out power and control over others will never have power and control over others. Only the crazy lady that wants to be the head of the homeowners association and yell at you about how close you plant your flowers to the curb will be the head of the homeowners association. Why? Because she's the one who wanted power. Now, at the end of the day, a couple of them may fight it out until the one who seeks power more than the other ends up winning, but the ones who want power will end up with power. Watch House of Cards with Kevin Spacey. It'll explain it all to you folks. The inner workings of these psychopathic, power-hungry weirdos. It goes on to say, Transhumanist rhetoric on the post-human typically goes much further than this, however. In his letter, uh, in his quote, letter from utopia, end quote, for example, Nick Bostrom adopts the narrative voice of a future post-human addressing current humans, and he writes, quote, you could say I am happy that I feel good. You could say that I feel surpassing bliss. But these are words invented to describe human experience. What I feel is as far beyond human feeling as my thoughts are beyond human thought. I wish I could show you what I have in mind, end quote. And this is Bostrom 2010-3-4. This, uh, this paper is highly referenced. Okay, very good. Uh, we could spend 100 episodes just analyzing this paper and all the references that this person supplies. Goes on to say, elsewhere, he suggests that the intelligence gap between post-humans and humans will be less comparable to the intelligence gap between a human genius and a human of average intelligence than it will be to that between a human and a beetle or a worm. All right, so he's saying that the post-human's intelligence will basically be the equivalent of a human to a beetle. So the post-humans to a human will be the equivalent of a human to a beetle. Not a genius human to an average human, but a human to a beetle. See, this is how highly they think of themselves once they enter this post-human state. And that's why you have to wonder why they want to offer all of this to us. Why do they want to offer us immortality, eternal life, exoskeleton suits? They complain about overpopulation. They clearly are not going to give everyone these post-human technologies, even for those who actually want them but are not part of the group. They don't think – you don't think they're going to get your little uh, goofy neighbor's son – 
uh, who likes to play video games all day and who loves Elon Musk, you don't think they're going to give him immortality and uh, post-human alien intelligence, do you? It goes on to say, another core feature of transhumanism advocated by almost all transhumanists is a claimed continuity with enlightenment, rationalism, and humanism. Transhumanism imports humanist values, such as rationality, personal autonomy, and so on, claiming that the primary difference between transhumanism and traditional humanism is that the former traditional human, or, sorry, transhumanism is not limited to the traditional means employed by the latter to improve the human condition. All right, do you understand what they're saying there? They're basically making the case that transhumanists are not limited to the traditional means employed by humans to improve the human condition. It says, quote, humanism tends to be really exclusively on educational and cultural refinement to improve human nature, whereas transhumanists want to apply technology to overcome limits imposed by our biological and genetic heritage, end quote. All right. So they want to utilize technology. That's technocracy. Technology to overcome all of these things that humans struggle with. So rather than educating and rather than uh, cultural refinement in order to improve the human condition, human nature, they want to use technology to do it. But you see, what they're talking about there, folks, right, this idea that they embrace rationality, personal autonomy, and so on, it's a lie. It's a lie because once they genetically modify you from the very beginning, you are no longer human. You are whatever it is that the scientists and engineers created in a lab. You are no longer a creation of conception by your mom and your dad that came from God or the creator or mother nature. You are a Frankenstein monster that was designed in a laboratory by a human or eventually a post-human. So you are no longer human anyway. And this whole idea of personal autonomy is a complete and total lie because at the end of the day, when they stick a brain chip inside your head or they slap a transcranial electronic stimulation helmet on you or they control your world, whether through the natural world, seeing through augmented reality or through a virtual reality helmet entering inside of the metaverse and everything is personalized and gamified for you. There is no personal autonomy. You are being controlled by the technocrats. So you are no longer human, right? You're no longer transitioning from human to post-human. Post-human will be not human, and you will be fully controlled by the scientists and engineers that invented all this in the worldwide think tanks like world economic forum that are written about in books like the fourth industrial revolution and so you become a slave a complete and total slave they are working to take away your soul your spirit and your free will as yuval noah harari has said we will take you will have no soul you have no free will you have no spirit you are a hackable animal you will be a useless human if you do not merge with us if you do not merge into singularity you will be a useless human and we will crush you because we know you better than you do we have your data 
And so as you see Dr. James Giordano talking about the data, everybody talking about the data, folks. So the transhumanist goal is to move into the post-human stage. There will be no humans, and those that live will be the creations of the scientists and the engineers and the technocrats, folks. That's what this is all about. This is the convergence of technocracy and transhumanism. This is the beginning of my research into this, the beginning of trying to figure out how we write a common sense Thomas Paine style brochure on fighting back against these anti-human pigs, ladies and gentlemen, because we are pro-human here. I don't even call myself a bioconservative. I call myself a human. And if we don't start to come together and figure out, and I might not be the one to do this, folks, but somehow we are going to have to be able to tell this story and we are going to have to be able to make more people aware of this and tell people to just say no to this. We have to fight back against this. This is the war on humanity. This is the engineering of humanity out of existence. And this is rule by the scientists, the engineers, and the Frankenstein doctors. Folks, when we get back tomorrow on episode 69, I'm going to touch on this a little bit more, and then back to Dr. James Giordano, since we can look at him now as a representative of the state talking about transhumanism. And we can start to say to ourselves, our own government, our own government is supporting and funding people like James Giordano to work on exactly this, the post-human world. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.